1: Good Tuesday afternoon everybody. Fake Jake and Oilman here for SEO Rockstars and
2: wow, I actually um, went to Cleveland to see the folks for the weekend. Took a trip uh, trip back to the old hometown. Ray came up and uh did the parental thing Friday night and uh went out Saturday night. Had a lovely time. So
1: Excellent. It's been a pretty good I weekend. It's disappointing because you have this this abnormally normal family
2: yeah that's what i hear <laughs> but it was a good time they um i set up a wireless network for them and uh, get to say i told you so because they've been reluctant to get a high-speed connection for about three years now and finally now that they got it they're like oh this is great So,
3: oh well
1: <laughs> awesome man awesome all right so, uh, we well we got early a good show for you to guys tonight saying uh, we've got a good topic tonight yeah, good show, good show. Uh, You've been well prepared like, for it. Yeah,
2: looks like we're going to be talking about update Viagra and uh <laughs> oh geez, Allegra, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um <laughs> was some sort of some sort of drug update. <laughs> One of the pharmaceuticals um whatever this Google update is called. But no um kind of want to take a look at this update cuz at least what I'm seeing so far it's uh it's strange. It's uh certainly one of the stranger, if not the strangest, Google update I've ever seen,
1: I would agree with that where there's there's something new in the mix, something that doesn't at at first glance you can't say, "Hey, they're on this kind of link filtering or they took you know they're filtering for guestbook there's something very complex to this update, I think yeah, cer- certainly, and we have sites coming into the
2: sandbox going out of the sandbox, um, just some weird all around stuff, so why don't we uh, I tell you what, we're going to probably make this first uh, this first segment pretty long. So why don't we pay the bills now, and uh, we'll come back and we'll just uh, run it through for quite a while in the new update.
1: Sounds good to me.
3: attention webmasters wish you could convert more web traffic into cash no need to rub a lamp just click on genie knows.com install a co-branded search box on your site or incorporate paid listings xml into search results add at your command genie knows.com pays cash for each result your users click on enjoy prompt payment and superior customer service earn even more through our co-branded referral program
0: genie knows how to deliver results g-e-n-i-e-k-n-o-w-s.com com. Sponsor of the Webmaster World.
4: Contrary to what your mother told you, you cannot be all things to all people. You can, however, focus on your primary business and ensure your success by outsourcing technical projects to a company who is forward-thinking, solutions-oriented, and works as a complete extension of your organization. No need to do it over and over again. SRK Consulting can develop integrated automation programs, programming in most major languages and operating systems. SRKConsulting.com. Making
5: sure your mother is always proud. Over 4,000 clients around the world are utilizing effective... Content-based solutions from InfoSearch Media with the expertise of over 200 professional copywriters to work for you. Studies show that the number one factor visitors consider before making a purchase online is trust. And nothing creates more trust and loyalty than well-written, informative content. High-quality content also generates free search engine traffic. Content is definitely king. Visit InfoSearchMedia.com today. Hey,
2: welcome back. Uh, We're here tonight to talk about the updates, a question on everybody's mind, Um, and uh, hopefully give you guys some answers that you're looking for. Um, I I know there's quite a bit going on. uh, I know what I think is is going on is a little bit different from what some other people are thinking and and yet another set of people. So, um, well, Matt, have you played around with it at all yet?
1: Uh, I haven't done a little bit. and prodded uh, at some places I've had some clients call me up and, and say hey we just took a hit in the search engines and I said hey I'll bet it was Google right and they said oh yeah and you go look at their backlinks and they've got some you know they've got a decent volume of backlinks huge density on you know one term we're talking 80-90% for let's say digital cameras A 1,000 links 900 of them said digital cameras they got absolutely beat in this update dropped right out of sight so that's i mean the biggest thing that i've seen is is, is really seems to be focusing on uh... some anchor text issues um, i don't know if i want to go to the our little three-letter acronym this early on in the show or even apply it to anchor text but i think it might be entirely possible
2: yeah, um... Ah uh, the lsi word uh... well um... let's come back to that and uh talk about some of the properties first of what we're seeing because um, that's a whole nother topic in and of itself. So we'll come back to that in a few minutes. Um, first of all, um, th- this update was a little bit weird in that um, it looked, smelled and acted like an old school update. Um, you saw it roll to some data centers and then other data centers and then there was a point where the index was completely out of whack between different data centers, so that was pretty interesting. Um, There were a couple of the data centers with the .94 IP address that consistently had different results than anything else, and I know some of the .95s were like that as well, which uh, made me wonder a little bit about how they roll out their index, and I didn't have time to look more specifically in that, but I'm wondering if certain data centers get certain indexes earlier than others. haven't established a pattern there yet but it's certainly a possibility the other thing I've, I've noticed is that it looks like there have been three significant changes within this update um, update, uh, uh, update one occurred you know when we first started seeing the update um, update two occurred I would say mm, this weekend and then update three occurred last night and uh, every time, and it doesn't look like an old update. In that, you know, we'd have little changes coming and coming and coming and coming. I mean, every time one of these huge changes within this big update happened, um, it was a major shift. Like there were some industries where the top ten were completely different. Um, competitive stuff. There were some. Uh, last night's update was sig- uh, fairly significant in my mind because. I saw sites come out of the sandbox. Um, and I know people had been saying it as early as Saturday, but um, I have a level of trust, and a lot of people that I trust saw a lot come out last night, um, which I saw was fairly significant. And I saw sites I'd been tracking come out of the sandbox last night as well, um, which is strange. Um, you know, it, it lends some credibility to some of the... Uh, the rumors out there that the Sandbox is not really a filter, that it's something else. Um, you know, we still don't know whether it has to do with aging. Um, you know, is nine months a magic mark? Is a year a magic mark? Um, I don't think it is, because the the sites that came out that I saw last night seem to be, you know, of a, a variable age.
1: Well, Calling the Sandbox uh, an, an aging pit makes absolutely no sense whatsoever uh, to say that sites are going to be held in the sandbox because they're too new and we're going to sit them here for seven or eight or nine months and then we'll release them to the public and, and so on and so forth because it really seems to me that with everything going on out there one of the last competitive edges that a search engine has is how fast can we find new relevant data and return it to the public and I don't see how having a sandbox if it's real or not, that is based on strictly aging a site until it's ready for the public. Just, I can't see how that makes any sense whatsoever. No, no, as it, it far does, as uh, it doesn't to me. It doesn't to me either, man. I, I totally,
2: hundred percent agree with you because it doesn't solve a problem. No,
1: absolutely not.
2: It, it doesn't solve a problem um, except maybe discouraging a small amount of folk from putting up new sites. Um, so, so that's a very good point.
1: Um, I what categories actually like, you're, you're talking about the competitive categories where the top ten completely turned upside down and all kinds of new stuff showing up Yeah, well, I was looking across a couple of uh, categories that you would never know an update had occurred and I was a little disappointed actually when I went in looking because I had expected to see some good movement for a couple clients and there was it, it was exactly the same as we were looking at a month ago so I'm a little curious as to what the rollout is maybe I'm seeing stuff different being up here in, you know, Western Canada.
2: Right. Well, yeah, and and Google.ca um, aside, everything I'm speaking in in context is uh, Google.com. Um, if you go actually onto Google.com, um, Google.ca is a complete another matter. <laughs> That's actually how Google uses country proxies is probably a topic for a different show. Um, but yeah, but I mean on Google.com, um, which is what I'm speaking of. Um you know it's weird because I saw the same thing you did, Matt. I saw it where you know there are industries that haven't changed one single bit. I mean top one thousand exactly the same as a month ago before this thing started so i think I think that's odd number one um that could be that they're just not done rolling this out yet um but what they're doing with this update doesn't seem consistent with a rolling out type index. Um, It seems more of, they're tweaking things and pushing buttons. It doesn't seem like they're rolling out, you know, one sector then another sector, one set of pages then another set of pages. It seems like they're actually pushing buttons to change what's going on right now. Um, You know, another thing I saw was sites go back into the sandbox. Did you see anything like
1: that? Uh, no, I just, uh, honestly, I have, I have a handful of sites that, uh, that have been out there with, uh, let's, let's call it, substantial backlink power. Right. That uh, I had expected to see some of them start popping out in, in the reports I was seeing and uh, some URLs that people sent to me. I thought, well, my stuff is, is for sure in that category and, and some stuff popping out. And, and I didn't see any movement on that at all. Um, the sites have been indexed. And uh, you can find them, but but nothing uh, nothing there. And nothing that I have out of the you know out in the Google at large was reverted back. We lost some significant rankings, but nothing sandboxish, I should say. Huh. interesting. yeah, I mean i I'm seeing
2: um, uh, and I looked at that same thing, but typically when you lose rankings, if you go from a number two to a number 43, you know. Is that the kind of losing rankings you're talking about? Yes. Okay, see, I'm seeing where something goes from number three to not in the top 1,000,
1: but still ranks on its normal keywords.
2: Yeah. Okay. Which is
1: odd. Um, <laughs> top 1,000, like, you're like you not looking like you, you got to still be. That's To me, that would be sandboxing. That's what I'm saying, that I had a
2: site that before this update ranked at number three, and now it's, not ranking in top 1,000.
1: But it's still ranking it's for other terms. It's just not the main money term. Worthy of being in the top 10. You know, nobody's really, you know, we have this argument all the time. Are you really the most relevant or one of the 10 most relevant sites? But I know how you build sites to an extent. I've seen some of your stuff, and, you're, and your stuff is definitely top 1,000. I mean, come on. It's ridiculous.
2: Well, what's interesting is, you know, the first thing you think of when that happens is the ban, right? You know, oh, my gosh, I've been banned. But then it's still ranking for other terms. And that's more... Classic, uh, more classic, uh, you know, sandbox type stuff. So, which which is an interesting
1: part of this update. You've you've, you've lost your ranking on your money term, but it's still ranking for some other stuff. Yep. So you're sandboxed on the term, not on the domain as a whole. Well, yeah.
2: Well, that's how the sandbox always worked, right? It was always term specific. You could rank for non-competitive stuff.
1: I think a lot of people don't realize though that uh, that's how it worked. There was a very broad assumption that the sandbox was a no man's land, domain-specific, and you weren't going to rank for anything. Yeah,
2: that's a great point. That's a great point. It isn't that way. It is, of course, as you say, competitive term only, not domain-wide. Or competitive terms,
1: I should say, only. I think that comes from the fact that when people, and and typically where you see this thing discussed on Webmaster World or Search Engine Forums or Search Engine Watch Forums, typically what you see is people that have gone after they've built a site and they're focused on a handful of competitive terms and they've not really taken the time to go after the second and third tier terms so therefore by default of course they're not going to rank for something if they haven't targeted it or even checking for it so they assume if they don't rank for anything that's competitive they don't rank for anything at all therefore the sandbox is a black hole right but anyways enough, uh, enough about that oh yeah
2: um, no, good Good points, excellent points. Um, the third thing I'm kind of seeing out of this update is, you mentioned at the very beginning of the show, um, just complete devaluation of um, dense length link text. Um, and I, I am seeing the same thing too. Now are you seeing that on a consistent
1: basis? Pretty consistent. Pretty I consistent. I, I haven't
2: I ain't really I through the numbers I'm to the crunch
1: hun- through. <laughs> What was that? I haven't gone through to, to really crunch the numbers to try and come up with some ballpark, uh, you know, density number. And, mm-hmm. and part of that's just because you can only crawl a thousand backlinks on any of the search engines anyways. But uh, I am definitely seeing that the stuff that was really focused on on singular terms where all the backlinks are one anchor text set that uh, they got hit pretty hard. And I've seen stuff that has You know, really natural backlinking where it says click here or it's just the URL or it's just random stuff, very widely varied, seems to be ranking for a lot of terms. Um, Some stuff that's not even really readily apparent in the anchor text. Yeah,
2: um, I'm I'm seeing that too. Um, I'm also seeing, uh, I, I am seeing the same thing you're describing with the density where things that have extremely dense links are not ranking, but I'm not seeing it on a consistent enough basis to think that they're discounting anchor text specifically. And what I mean by that is, I see some sites that, yeah, they're using 100% anchor density for one word, and you know they're getting blown out. But there are other sites with you know 95, 96% density, or even 80% density, that are still ranking very well, um, and. I have a theory on that. Um, I've, of course, not been able to prove this yet because we're only a week into this, and you can't prove anything in a week. But um, I have a theory as to why this may be happening. Bring it on. Well, you mentioned the big bad letters, which were LSI, right? Yeah, LSI. I like LSI. Well, I think we all like it. Um, Except the people that don't know what LSI means. Um, are you, uh, you want to give the, uh, the folks a uh, definition of, of LSI? Or, or I'll
4: LSI? take a stab at
1: it, and then you can fill in the blanks and, and clarify my half-assed attempt. Okay. Uh, that sounds like a plan to me. Sure. LSI stands for Latent Semantic Indexing, and uh, one of the indications that Google is going to start using this kind of technology was back when they bought Applied Semantics. And everybody, I've been reading some threads about people saying, well, where does this come from, and when did Google decide to use this? Well, probably about the time they bought Applied Semantics. But how it works, if you go digging around, you'll find a lot of information about it. Some people uh, typically liken it to uh, synonyms. And it's not really synonyms, but that gives you a good starting point for an explanation. Uh, The idea is um, coffee is related to caffeine, which is related to cafe, which is related to Starbucks. Terms that are alike and will are related, but not actually synonyms. And how, how it works is they're trying to get at natural language. They're trying to get at how we speak, how we use words naturally to talk about something. If you have a website about coffee and you're sitting there talking about coffee, you're not going to say, I got coffee, would you like a cup of coffee? We sell good coffee come into our coffee shop, it doesn't sound right. If you're going to stand on the street and talk to somebody and try and get them in your coffee shop, you're going to talk about the coffee world and about coffee grinders and brewing machines and filters and that sort of thing that are all related. And then people say, hey, I'm going to go in this coffee shop. You're not, you don't verbally spam, therefore why should you spam online? Is that, that, that's a, a really quick overview. I know, Jake, you got a way better detailed explanation than that.
2: Yeah, um that are um that that's that's fairly good. Um you know, uh I, I just just to add, um LSI and and it's got a subset called what I'll call LSA which is latent semantic analysis, which is the actual analysis of a particular document. Um it's important to note that it's not based on any external factors. As currently practiced LSA basically um, is is computed from text analysis alone? Okay, so they look at your documented question and without any external help, and this is a big deal. SEOs, listen up! Without any external help, they try and determine the meaning of your page as it's currently practiced and written about. Okay, um, we had a question real quick. LSI is LSI equal theming? No, LSI and theming are completely different items. Okay, theming is more related to the categorization of websites as determined by its site structure, linking, things like that um, there's another company that Google bought called Caltix that dealt with that um, theming and LSI are not the same thing and you shouldn't get them confused LSI and LSA are strictly semantic analysis Okay, um, they do not categorize a document, they do not classify a document They strictly look at the document from a a words perspective and figure out what words are meaningful within that
1: document. I think that's the key point, to differentiate it from theming. Like you say, theming is about structure. It's about how things are, are linked and related and built. LSI, to simplify it down, if you take an HTML document and apply semantic analysis to it, the first thing you do with that document is strip out any markup at all. The whole, the whole thing comes down to a chunk of words. There's, there's no actual links. There's no bolds. There's no H1s. There's nothing. There's simply a list of words. Then you go through that document. You process out all the stop words, if, and, but, you know all those kinds of words. They all vanish. And then if you're going full bore, you take all the words that are left, and you actually stem them back to the root. So you want, it, it's, it's, it's literally a bucket of words that you try and make sense of by semantic analysis.
2: Yeah, and, and LSA
1: um, really, um,
2: it, it helps the, the search engines um, what's the best? Well, the best word for this is learn. Okay, um, it helps the search engines learn which words and noun concepts basically relate to each other. Um, one that's thrown around all the time are zebras and tigers. Um, I think right now Google. Well, it's it's floated around right now that Google doesn't have the power to say, um, you know, uh, zebras and tigers are both examples of striped animals. Um, there are computers at MIT that can do this, right? But I think the, the general perception is that Google doesn't have the power to do this. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but that's typically what's written. Um, but Google may be able to tell you that tigers and zebras are more semantically related than carrots and Ritz crackers, um, or that's even a bad example, um, a carrot and an envelope. You know, so you know are are and, and that i think is what google is is learning and and striving to do with l s a and uh and l s i more generally so what does that mean to you as an s e o um how can you use that knowledge well darren um guru say hello SEO guru what up see darren now you gave a good example um not too long ago right about LSI, do you remember what your example was
3: uh, I believe it was um, the reference uh, where I said hey if you 're going to build a page you know as a good example, build it with say one hundred words on the page and um, put you know your keyword occurrence on that page, say ten times so you 're basically looking at a, a density of ten percent for the document, and remove the keyword occurrence the ten occurrences off." The page all altogether, and just you know leave a blank there it 's the supporting contextual words around it, the remaining ninety that are what convey what that word actually is and in, in, in my head, in my opinion if you if if someone can look at that page and see that you know plainly the blank is this you know the, the example being is. You know, is an apple a computer or a piece of fruit? Is a Mustang a Ford or a horse? That's you know that that's that's kind of where the other ninety words come into play, in my opinion.
1: Very nice. I think very nice. The same documents I've read. <laughs> yeah, baby. But uh, that that's exactly it. That's exactly it. And I, the the concept that comes out of that is, uh, I, I believe, is tied most closely to inverse document frequency, which is. Um, uh, so I read some of the paper that Digital Ghost uh, Dean from InfoSearch Media sent me now, there's a guy we should have on the show to talk about this stuff he is he dialed in on this but inverse document frequency basically says the more you use a word the less important it is Right. which seems to be the more you use a word the more spammy it is so it seems that it's a very good concept for a search engine to explore using in analyzing our pages and our links I think there's a lot of information we've thrown at you. We just want to start talking about how do SEOs deal with this. So let's take a quick break, pay some bills, we'll come back, we'll take all this theory and we'll figure out how SEOs can apply it to the work that they're doing as we go forward.
0: by any other name would still be the- Merchants offer your customers a billing solution with zero chargeback risk. Introducing DuoCash. DuoCash. And the revolutionary card that's just like using cash on the net. No credit card or bank account required. DuoCash is available wherever prepaid calling cards are sold or online at duocash.com. So ensure your customers' online experience anywhere they see paybycash.com or duocash and don't leave money on the table. Sign
5: up with DuoCash, the official prepaid shopping card of the internet. Duo cash Media.com today.
1: And we're back. Well, back.
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, both bring it back in there. It's a team effort. Um, before he has to go, I um, wanted to thank Rusty Brick um, and also Randfish. Fish. Uh, there's a member over the Search Engine Watch forums named Rand and Rusty Brick as well um, for. Uh, trying to clear up some of the misconceptions. I think they've done a good job in trying to explain the differences between um, LSI and steaming in, in a fairly eloquent way. So um, if you want if you want some good uh, compare-contrast between the two, um, Rusty Brick and Ranfish are kind of good guys to, to watch out for over there.
1: Absolutely. Uh, so now we've hammered out what LSI is. We've indicated that Google perhaps is starting to roll it out on a page analysis level and on a link analysis level, let's talk a little bit about how we as SEOs are going to stay alive and billing clients in this market. I'm going to let you start in with that, Jake, because I know you got some pretty cool ideas.
2: Yeah. Um, essentially, um, I, I think this. Um, Google can't really perform mm, quote-unquote true blue LSI from scratch. Um, it's too hard. Um, and as, uh, as everybody says, it may be too computationally expensive. Again, I don't know. I'm not Google. They've got one of the largest clusters in the world. Who knows? But let's assume for a moment that that's true, um, because we have to assume that to listen to my theory. So, <laughs> Assume for the moment that that's true, um, that they can't do this n- naturally. My theory is this: I think that they're seeding this analysis with anchor text from um, incoming links, and I think they're using that anchor text to start their analysis to say, "Okay, um, is this page about incoming anchor baby clothes?" And if I, as Guru mentioned, remove all of the references from baby clothes off the page, okay. So anytime you see baby clothes, pull it out does the page still have merit to rank for the term baby clothes and if you pull out baby clothes and the only words on your page are baby clothes and the only links to your site are baby clothes then you're not going to have any merit to rank for that page because there's going to be nothing connected semantically to that phrase which is interesting because for about a year people have been saying you need to vary your anchor link text. You need to vary your anchor link text. You need to vary your anchor link text. Why do you need to vary your anchor link text? You know, nobody's ever said why you need to vary it. They just noticed that, hmm, when you vary your anchor link text, it seems to work better. Um, we are. I think we're starting to see more and more why we need to do this. I think they are using link text to do semantic analysis. I think they are um, to check if a page is... is better not. I shouldn't say grammatically because it's not grammatically, but if a a page is more naturally written than others, um, they're going to use this analysis to do that and I think that link text is one of the places they're going to start because they already have this huge database of link text because they've used anchor links forever and ever and ever to compute page ranks. So this is already a database they have. They don't have
1: to start from scratch. So if this is what they're doing, if if this this theory holds, then the extension for the SEO is still based on anchor text. It's still all about your incoming links. Um, yeah, but it, 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 it can be, P-
2: people are saying that they're noticing, um, more naturally written pages rise to the top and they aren't saying it like that Um, but this is what I'm pulling out of threats. People are saying, well, I did this, 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 and this, and I'm ranking well, and other people are saying, well, I did this, 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 and this, and I'm shit. And I think the people that are ranking well, from what I've been able to tell, and granted, we're still only a weekend, so next week I may be off my rocker, and completely wrong, but (laughs) from what I've been able to see, we are seeing pages that are written with essentially low keyword densities with varied anchor text doing fairly well. And I think they're doing well because of some of this analysis.
1: You know what's really funny about that when you say people are seeing this and they're, and they're saying, I'm seeing this page outrank me and I can't figure out why and blah, blah, blah. Well, they can't figure out why because they're looking at it from a traditional SEO standpoint. They pull up this page and they go, wow, the guy's title tag is terrible. He hardly used his key phrase at all. He's got hardly any backlinks. They're not optimized. Why is he ranking? You know, hello, I I think there might be something to that. But because typically SEOs are looking at this stuff, if, if you're not looking at it from an LSI standpoint, you're looking at it from a traditional SEO standpoint, and it truly doesn't make sense a lot of the stuff we're seeing in the SERPs. Right. Um, one of, um,
2: there's a paper that came out in 1996 that, that talks about, um, I think it was out of a psychology department in, in New Mexico or something. Um, and this was back in 96, and they're talking about LSA. And one of the examples that they give, um, I had this written down, was that um, basically if LSA was trained on a large number of documents, Um, And one of the documents said the USS Nashville arrived in Colon Harbor within 42 minutes. And the second document said with the warship in Colon Harbor, the Colombian troops withdrew. Um, Essentially the vector, which is the computation of LSA, um, in in that computation, warship would be similar to Nashville because they both occur in the same context. Um, whereas other words such as you know colon and harbor um, you know are part of that context. So the LSA algorithm would be able to link those terms um, And essentially um, this paper uh, basically advocated doing this um, analysis geometrically. So uh, what that means to you is that they can essentially, determine the distance of the vectors, and this is going into math, and determine the similarity to them. It is uh, essentially what LSA does then is assign a value to the similarity of documents. Um, in that particular example you're comparing two documents. With Google, one wonders if they might be comparing not documents, but maybe your query to the document. Um, there's a paper out there, and I think this was from 2000, um, and eventually when we get SEOrockstars.com up, I'll post all these. But there's a, a presentation from Google, I think, in, in 2000, where they're talking about first, second, and third generation search engines. And they say the first generation search engine was all classic IR. It was all find words in a document, um, shovel those words up, here you go, right? Um, the more words in a document must mean it's more relevant. Um, wrong. We learned that didn't work. So then they say the second generation search engine. Now this is Google talking. The second generation search engine um, is one that uses votes to, you know, to indicate relevance. Um, and you know, they they cited Google as a second generation search engine at that time. This was back in two thousand because it used votes, obviously, page rank, links, blah blah blah, to. Serve relevant results, and then they were talking about the third generation search engine, and this was again still back in 2000. And Google said that their idea of a third generation search engine was that people matched the meaning of a query. Okay, so red wagons versus red coats—the meaning of that query to different documents—is someone searching for a red coat? Searching for a red coat to go shopping with? Are they searching for a red coat to, you know, what, what are the Canadian military called? Right, they wear red coats. And there's some kind of military that wears red coats. The RCMP, the Royal
1: Canadian yeah. master Police.
2: Yeah, whatever. So some some military. So what are they searching for? So I think that what part of what we're seeing is Google trying to do this sort of analysis
1: on both query and document. It it's got to be something. It can't just be the straight up document analysis because. It, there's there's some chatter going on in the chat room right now, and and uh, one of our members in their ogle tree is is uh, saying, "What's the big deal? SEOs are just going to figure a way around it." And I, you know, true enough, true enough. That's, I mean, that's why we're having this show. And my train of thought just went. I, I apologize, people.
2: <laughs> no worries, man. What is that honking? We got a
3: bicycle wagon going on here, or a bicycle horn? Dude, bear bear with me. We're still tweaking gremlins out of the system from the move.
2: Yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, and I just had something important to say as well. Jeez. Um,
1: this is what LSI does to your head, or is yeah, that LSD. Yeah. It does, LSI, it's LSI. a
2: really tough concept to get. To get your head around too, um, uh, if if you decompose a query, right? So something like red wagons. Um, the word red in that context may mean something completely different than in another context. Um, and and I guess that was really what I was trying to say in a nutshell. Um, the one thing I want to back up though and talk about uh, real quick is that PageRank, and I have. I have been reading and reading and reading and really studying PageRank this month. And I made a post on Webmaster World a couple days ago. And I I posted some documents I've been reading. And the light bulb went off in my head as to what PageRank really is. Okay? It's a popularity contest. But it's not a popularity contest like you would think. PageRank is essentially... The Markov chain estimation of um, the probability of a random surfer going to your web page. This is this is wild. I never never grasped this concept until about two days ago. Um, and while it's not fundamentally important to really you know what anybody does, it's interesting to think about it in that way because page rank theoretically makes sense. A lot of people say that page rank theoretically doesn't make any sense. Blah 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 blah. But really, it does. Um, You know, Google has a much, much higher probability of a random surfer visiting that web page than Jake's mini iPod site, right? So it it makes a lot of sense to me. And what I'm wondering is if they've adapted this page rank calculation to semantics somehow. Um, And this is where I stop. I haven't figured out if there's any connection. Um, I could be full of it right now. But I think they're looking at how to do this and how to compare the two, um, and how to compare your query versus that, and that may be the holy grail of everything you know we're looking for. Um, can they use that same PageRank sort of estimation um, to, you know, that that same estimation theory to extend to semantics? Um, can they guess what nine times out of ten a user searching for red wagons is really searching for? Someone mentioned in the chat room way earlier tonight, does click um, does user clicks play into that? Well, that would be a really neat way to see, you know, red wagons, okay? Nine out of ten times the user is clicking on a shopping site for red wagons. I think the probability is nine times out of ten, users search for red wagons are looking for commercial shopping type searches. Puts a whole new meaning to measuring clicks. Now you're not just using clicks strictly in a this site is more popular than that site search. Now you're using clicks to say this type of search is a commercial search. Now return the most relevant results containing these words or something semantically related within this type of search so now you've got uh, essentially subsets of the google index being returned depending on user intent that in a nutshell is what i think is happening right now
1: that gives me a headache to be <laughs> quite honest with you it does but it was, i'm gonna back up just a little a bit there where you were talking about adapting the page rank uh... calculation to do some sort of LSI calculation. Now that seems to make a lot of sense to me because if you want to tie that into the fact that the question of whether or not does Google have the the computational power to pull this off, if if they can adapt the PageRank algorithm, then I would argue that they do have the computational power to pull it off. They're they're calculating PageRank continuously all the time and it wouldn't really be that much of a stretch, in in my mind, to start calculating a a semantic rank, an LSI rank, continually. And as they are continually crunching through this number and getting it more and more refined, they're able to start rolling out bits and pieces of it and seeing what happens. And I think perhaps that might be something uh, related to what we've seen in the update coming in, so far, to this point, three pieces. Well, if you accept my theory for a second and assume
2: that Google has somehow gotten better at determining user intent, it would explain a lot of things. Um, It would explain, and you should never make a theory that just fits all the explanations, but still. um, Ogletree makes the point that there are a lot of SERPs that I have had lots of changes and there are a lot of SERPs that have had no change at all. Why is that fundamentally important to what I've been saying? Well, because if Google has changed the way they are interpreting your query and comparing that to the index, then that behavior would would be what you'd expect. If Google has changed the way that it is interpreting user queries, and it's gone from a dumb model to a semi-smart model, then you would expect some things to remain exactly the same. IBM computers, there's not a heck of a lot of doubt as to what people are searching for when they're searching for IBM computers. Um, Or, you know, that that may even be a poor example. Let's say something like um, Viagra. Um, Typically, people that search for terms like Viagra are probably searching on where to buy Viagra. The booming affiliate market is evidence of that. But, you know, someone searching for cell phones or discount long distance or, you know, light bulbs or, uh, you know, whatever, luggage is another one, um, you don't know what they're searching for. And if Google has somehow decided to change the way they interpret this query, you will see some results being exactly the same and some results Falling over and being completely different
1: I, I agree with that I agree with that there's 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 got to be a handful of result pages out there that they've done a pretty decent job of already, so you're not going to see a whole bunch of shifting all over the place but you're also explain explain to me there's there's still a handful of industries and a handful of sites where you expect to see particular websites in the top ten, regardless of any optimization applied to it. You go to, uh, go to Google or Yahoo or anywhere and search for car insurance, you expect to see GEICO, Allstate, State Farm, Progressive. Like Those are the sites you expect to see in the top ten. So are we still seeing some hand manipulation associated with this? Because a lot of those sites probably shouldn't on their own rank like that.
2: Is that true, though? I mean, you're saying these sites should not be ranking on their own for the term car insurance, right?
1: That might not be the perfect example to say car insurance and Progressive or Geico, but, I mean, there's certainly some industries where, you know, let's say Progressive's website was entirely flash. There was nothing to index at all. You would still expect to see them ranking for car insurance.
2: Well, well, let me ask
1: you this. Um, you know,
2: I I I don't know. Um I, I don't know because you know, if if your argument is that car insurance is hand manipulated, it's um I don't understand First of all, why they would hand manipulate? Well, I do understand why they would hand manipulate that. I shouldn't say that, but um, there, there's a directory site sitting there down at number ten. And apologies if you're that directory site, um, you are the victim of SEO rockstar stars tonight. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a UK directory a UK directory site on Google.com. So there's geolocation issues, which I think they're having problems with. That's another story as well. But there's a U.K. site sitting at number 10 that is um, not above the board, shall we say. Um, and, and that tells me that they're probably not hand-manipulating those. But the fact that those are so, that SERP is so clean tells me something, that the light bulb goes off in my head, you know, so, that's a good one. That's something I'll have to look into. I don't think that's hand-manipulated.
1: No, and that's what I'm saying. It's it, You know, whether it is, I mean, I don't think it is either. I don't think it is. But there's still something going on there that is ensuring major brands proper positions. And the well, insurance and example important. may not be the best example. We may have to dig deeper and find something where it is very clearly you know, right. everything and, and, we know and understand here.
2: may be helping lot with that. Um, you know, and, and, yeah, I mean, we and we, and you're right, we have to find a, a clear example. But that is an interesting example just because you have, it looks good <laughs> and it almost does look like it's hand-manipulated. Then you get to number 10 and you go, oh, holy hell, this can't be hand-manipulated, right? Um, so that is a pretty good example. I'll have to look further into that.
1: Well, I think we are... Uh we're running out of time tonight. Big show, big topic. I need to get a glass of water. I'm talking to myself, horse. So let's take a quick break, pay some bills, and we will come back, see if we can wrap up a few more cool ideas to deal with this newfound Google that's emerging.
4: Contrary to what your mother told you, you cannot be all things to all people. You can, however, focus on your primary business and ensure your success by outsourcing technical projects to a company who is forward-thinking, solutions-oriented, and works as a complete extension of your organization. No need to do it over and over again. SRK Consulting can develop integrated automation programs, programming in most major languages and operating systems. SRKConsulting.com Making sure your mother is all
5: are utilizing effective content-based solutions from InfoSearch Media with the expertise of over 200 professional copywriters to work for you. Studies show that the number one factor visitors consider before making a purchase online is trust. And nothing creates more trust and loyalty than well-written, informative content. High-quality content also generates free search engine traffic. Content is definitely king. Visit InfoSearchMedia.com today.
2: Hey, welcome back, everyone. Um, I have two shameless plugs I want to do, and I can do that because this is my show. Um, I want to plug... Someone in the... or someone in the chat said Moniker is great, Chicago HH. Absolutely right. Moniker is great. Um, And you should register all of your domains at Moniker. And the reason you should do that is because I can get a hold of someone that knows what the heck they're talking about anytime I need to. And that's service. Ding! Um, Also, Nuke, I wanted us to plug TextLinks Brokerage. (laughs) Nuke runs the chat room for us, so he gets a plug.
1: Thanks, Newt. Thanks, Monty. I'm going to just piggyback on TextLink Brokerage. I do some bulk buys through uh, Nuclei's uh, service there. And the nice thing is, in conjunction with all this talk about LSI and varying your anchor text, if you go in and set up a bulk purchase through TextLink Brokerage, you can manipulate your anchor text to your heart's content uh, constantly, change it every day if you want he will deal with it for you. It's a really great system. So there's a double plug for TextLink Brokerage. What should we wrap the last few minutes of this show up with, Jake? Well, um, I've
2: been told we are uh, allowed to go over.
3: Yeah, I, got so. qu- I, I mean, some, I got a question. Yeah? Microsoft's live.
2: Yeah, so if you have questions, why don't you send them this way?
3: Right, PM, please. Somebody, somebody put that up in the last chat room, and they were asking what you guys think about the new Microsoft.
2: The new Microsoft.
3: The new, the new Microsoft search.
1: Well, man. Here's what I've seen with the new Microsoft search. If you have your anchor text at huge, high-density numbers, MSN is your good, good friend. That's what I've seen. Straight up, no fooling around, pure anchor text spam works wonderful right now. That's all I got. I, I agree.
2: Um, yeah. Yeah. Anger text, anger text, anger text, anger text, anger text. But I need to say my piece about Microsoft. Number one, I'm glad there's more competition in the arena. Always look forward to that. Um, number two, Microsoft's not dumb. Um, they prove this time and time again. Yeah, the first product they release, it works. Probably not optimal. But the second one? This company has $40 billion in the bank. Microsoft can do whatever the heck it wants and has the funds to do whatever it wants. And it's got a lot of really smart people working for it. Go read the papers at research.microsoft.com and you'll learn a lot about search. Um, I can guarantee you that Google is probably not taking Microsoft very lightly right now. Um, They've got a lot of resources. They've got a, a strong user base, and their product for... A first generation release is pretty darn good. Um, Google was not this good when it released the first time, so something to think about there.
1: I would agree with that and I think uh, the the next few iterations of msN they're going to take a very serious run at what is being called a, a weak algo by the the SEO community to an extent uh, but it's it's exactly that Microsoft is they're a serious player they got smart people like Jake was mentioning. And I think one of the reasons that they were really pushing to actually launch this thing is if you look at the, the latest number of press releases and announcements in this industry, you've got Google announcing their new map program. It's in beta in labs. Uh, there's been acquisitions left, right, and center. You've got the video searches that have come out recently. You've got all these people moving forward. And I think MSN was just really pushing to get what they had out so that they could be in this flurry of search engine press that's uh, obviously very much a personal opinion but it's not a bad algorithm it's not i'm not finding a ton of unrelated stuff when i do searches i'm finding a lot of spam but it's still if i'm looking to buy viagra i'm still finding websites that sell viagra and probably not the best example i could personally use on the air to be quite honest <laughs> Interesting.
2: Yeah, I I I agree. Um, But they're you know they're solid, man. Yeah, I I think we're saying the same thing, man. Um, They're just it's gonna be it's gonna be a rough year, Um, especially if if Google, MSN, and Yahoo all do what we think they're gonna do um, with the the document analysis and some of the more advanced tracking. Um, I think it's going to be a really tough year for SEOs. I think this job's going to get a lot harder. Um, do we have any more questions? Um, Ogletree asks, um, is the update um, possibly related to Google going after text link brokers? I don't think so.
1: No, I, I don't think so either. I, I don't think Google is, is down playing in the mud like that. Google wants to index the world's information, and they want to serve it as relevantly as possible. And I think I don't think they're they're going after anybody. I don't think they've targeted anybody. They've not targeted the link brokers. They've not targeted the affiliates. They're simply doing the best they can to improve their their results. And I I don't think that it's it's a it's a spurious little fight like that. Mm hmm. Mm
2: hmm. One hundred percent agree. Scott M asked, does this mean that keyword 1-keyword 2-keyword 3-keyword 4-keyword 5.com is no longer worthwhile? Um, maybe keyword 1-LSI word 2 is better. Um, he's talking about domain names. Got an opinion?
1: And, and talking about domain names. Have I mentioned moniker? Doc? <laughs> no. I, I think there's – I, I don't think domain names play that bigger role, to be quite honest with you. Keyword one, hyphen, keyword two, hyphen, three, hyphen, four, hyphen, five, hyphen. I think you're going to trip something there. But, I mean, I don't, I, I don't worry about that as much these days. It might just be me. Maybe that's something that's coming back with LSI. Maybe that's going to be a little piece of the puzzle that is going to be, you know, easy to uh, manipulate by buying, you know, buying tractors.com when you're targeting farmequipment.com. You, you just never know at this point. I think it's a little early to uh, to look at that.
2: Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't think the domains. Uh, I, I don't have proof proof either way. But I haven't seen domains really doing uh, that great in a long time. Anyway, um, they do seem to have some significance with MSN. But as far as Google goes, um, I haven't seen uh, two. Uh, uh, the, the, too much evidence, one way or another. So I would say, don't stress out about it right now. Um, if you got any more questions, um, please uh, please air them now. Um, one little comment: I see some talk in the room about maps.google.com. Um, I don't like it. <laughs> I just uh, and, and I'm biased. I'm in the I'm in the local search space. That application is eventually going to become a local search application. I know it. I think it's too slow to be useful. Um, We have uh, the naysayers already out there saying, oh, MapQuest is dead, blah, blah, blah. Um, It's nifty. Um, But can I see myself using maps.google.com every day? No. Um,
1: I don't know. Well, man? I thought it was kind of fun to play with. And, you know, because like, the, the dragging the map around real time was, was like you say, it was nifty. It, it was really cool. But here, here's the thing. And and it, it's, part of it's a Canada thing. I know that. But that's where I get to whine and complain. Google could not find my house. Uh, Yahoo Maps could not find my house. MapQuest, they know where I live. I At this point in time, I'm going to continue to religiously use MapQuest. Uh, I think they've got the best map system online right now. Google's fun to play with, but it's just way too early to, uh, to start using that, in my opinion. I,
2: um, I have always used, um, I actually have the desktop version of MapPoint. MapPoint is Microsoft's mapping engine, and you can get to it online. Um, but I actually have the desktop version of it, the, the $300 version or whatever, um, and I have always used that. Um, and I don't think I will ever deviate from that because their, their mapping program, MapPoint, is just absolutely phenomenal um, when it comes to multi-routing and points of interest. So uh, I don't see me really deviating from that too soon. So uh, anyways,
1: um, I think that's the uh, most recent search engine news. What's that? A couple minutes. Who do you think is going to pick up about.com?
2: Uh, jeez, I don't know.
1: Yahoo, probably. My money is on Google. is it Google? But I guess at the end, it doesn't boil down to who's got the most. Who's going to bid? Like the articles I was reading were telling. There's, there's a like a, a bid system going, and it seemed to imply that the highest bid is going to get about .com. And I, I don't think that's probably necessarily the case. But I can see really good arguments for, um, for Google and Yahoo and and. Uh, New York Times and everybody that's in the running for that, and it's—I um, just see Google maybe wanting it because it's got to be one phenomenal source of uh, AdSense re- uh, revenue going out the door. <laughs>
2: yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Not gonna say anything else. <laughs> I'm, um, I, I'm. I'm. yeah, I, um, I. I think Yahoo will pick it up personally. Um the um, don't they have a uh, um, I don't know. Um Guru, you still on the line? Yeah Brian. What's don't going they on? Is a lawsuit pending? Do what? About dot com. Don't they have a lawsuit against them pending?
3: Uh you know what? Uh I I hadn't seen one. Um I'm I'm not honestly sure.
2: Yeah. I thought I heard something. I may be off for, my rocker. for what? I don't know. Um, Oh, hold on.
1: Let me hear it it real quick.
3: Uh, What what was it?
1: Uh, About.com guides filing a class action suit in New York against Prime Media Inc. Ah. Uh, What is it? Uh, violation of of Fair Labor Standards Act, violation of New York labor laws, breach of contract, tortious interference with contractual relations between guides and About.com. It was filed... Well, this one says it was filed in March 2004, which with with the way the legal system works could, you know, very typically still be trucking along. Yeah. Maybe there's more out there. Yeah, interesting. So they do have
2: a lawsuit against them, which is interesting. But I think Yahoo will pick it up. I don't think Google, Google has repeatedly said they don't want to be a portal, they want to be a search engine, although um, right now if it walks like a duck and talks like a duck and quacks like a duck, there probably is a duck. But um, we'll see. We'll see.
1: Well, I think, unless there's any final questions, give I it just a minute, it. anything else out there, we will probably pack in this show. Is there anything else you wanted to add, Jake? Nope. That's all I got, man. That's all I got. LSI for an hour, that's that's pretty much all I think anybody has. <laughs> yeah, I'm tired. I'm going to bed. <laughs> I, I think maybe what we should do in a future show, if Google keeps rolling this way out, is we should track down some LSI uh, super specialists and and bring them on the show and, and see if we can get some more enlightenment in that yeah. regard. We'll look into that, I think.
2: I think that would be great. I think that would be great. There's actually a guy over at uh, Yahoo that's doing some interesting research that I'd like to pull in here. At some point, if
1: if we can get them, I don't know if we'll be able to. But um, but uh, anyway. well, my voice is all worn out. Why don't you do the honors, Jake?
2: right, let's see. All right, I'd like to thank for listening tonight, Nevdal, Looking forward to meeting you in New York, Ray, Guru Tanker Thrumma, Adam XCL, Andre Beer, Chicago HH, Elite Web, E Whisper. Jennifer, good R O I, Green Eyed One, Guest seven oh five, Guy from Oz, Jay Cornella, Jimmy Jimmy from Stockholm, JP Laptop, Jay Vastine, Legion Mumbles, Nuclei, Ogle Tree, Patrick Deese, Red Zone, always good to see you, man. Revel Stoke, Ryan twenty six, Scott M Stump Double, Susie, Trisha up late. Nice name. Wertros X Scott and Matt Cutts,
1: who is listening but probably not logged into the chat room. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We will, like Jake says, hopefully get seorockstars.com up one of these days and provide links to some of this information. But until that time, keep tuning in every Tuesday night at 4 Eastern, 4 Pacific, 7 Eastern, and we will be here to regale you with all kinds of real information and even perhaps a little misinformation from time to time. Enjoy your evening. Thanks for being here. <laughs> Later, guys. <laughs>